Yeah, um, it's it's cool to be here, part of like what you guys are, part of what God's doing in Cromwell, you know, it's like, it's almost been a year here, and to see what these guys are doing and the call of God, like they're following, it's amazing, and we did God for on Friday night, and man, that was crazy, like, I pretty much died after, I think we all did, but <laughs> too old, you know, slow down, but yeah, um, today I just want to talk a bit about like the call of God, and and um, talk about like, missions and outreach and encourage and inspire you guys and, and what that looks like and what it's looked like in my life over the last um, last few years since I've known Ray. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's good I know Ray and, and Shannon and these guys. You know, Ray was my kids' pastor and Shannon, the young adults' pastor, kids' pastor, youth pastor, and friend and boss and whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, in 2015, um, so as Levi said, in 2014 we ran escape ministry in Invercargill. In 2015 I had an opportunity to go to Auckland and pursue some more ministry there with a guy up there who had like amazing crazy vision and things changed but I was over in Canada with Levi and um, yeah, I came across this advertisement for a program called Calling Off Skaters and I was like, man, no way, like watch the video, I was like, that's sick, it's like a bunch of guys like doing barbecues and they're just a bunch of skaters that want to want to see see other skaters come to know God. And, and these are skaters, that had, some of them like haven't been Christian for long, they were, they were saved by people following their calling. So yeah, I, I came across this, I was like, man, calling all skaters, like that looks that looks sick as we'd say as skaters. And I was like, <laughs> I was like man, this is like the next step in ministry. So I, pray, I prayed about that and that was like in July 2015, I think it was. Um, the next school was in September, and I'm like, man, like, how how big is God? Like, should I do it then? But ended up waiting like a another year and signed up and got in fine and went and did that. So um, I was pretty shocked to see that the program was run by YWAM because like a lot of my friends do YWAM, and I'm like, I'm not going to copy them. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So, but yeah, Calling Us Gays is a ministry run by YWAM. So I was like, man, God's got a great sense of humor. So I was like, thanks. <laughs> but, uh, it's amazing to see like how God works His way. So, like a little bit about calling of skaters. It was um, the ministry was born in LA in 2011 by a guy, a skater called Sean Hover. He was a YWAMer. Um, yeah, who they were doing these barbecues at their their skate park. It was like a little rundown skate park, just every Friday, um, just like a something that they've seen as quite insignificant. It's like, oh, it's just a barbecue, like something we thought would be cool to do to um, grow the skateboarding community in their city. And they were praying praying about the next step, and um, and God actually said to this group of guys, like, that thing you're doing at that skate park, like, that I, I want to see that, like, across the world. We want to see, like, a community of, like, skate, of Christians amongst, amongst every skateboarding community in the entire world. And so, like, that's a pretty big call, you know, and uh, so they were praying about what to call it, and calling all skaters, of course, was the name that they got. So, um, yeah, no biggie. So they ran the, the first calling all skaters discipleship training school in Los Angeles, 2011. And from then, they're, they're still doing the barbecues every Friday. They've got they've got a, a youth set, a skate shop, um, which they call it calling all skaters skate shop in LA. But it operates as a youth center. So like the vision behind it, you know, the youth center here, it's like. It's a place. It's a safe place to hang out, and that that's what they've created. Created. They've got pool table there. They've got an Xbox. They play skate games. It's a normal skate skate shop, and the guys that work there can just encourage and mentor the skateboarders because some of these kids are from like pretty broken families. So, um, like that's an amazing opportunity they pursue. 
They also run Bible studies. Um, there, there are many, yeah, there's, there's so many ministries that they run in LA, um, just for the purpose of connecting with as many skaters as possible, because that's the vision, like, every skateboarder come to know Jesus. And, uh, yeah, these, these values have been p- carefully put together um, through, like, prayer and through thought. Um, so some of the values that, that we operate out of is, like, skating with the joy of the Lord, like, skateboarding, like, in many sports that can become pretty competitive. I, I'd never seen that side of it until I went over there, but um, a lot of my friends, you know, there's, you know, um, like, just not even enjoying it. I'm like, man, why do you do it? Like, I just did it for, I'd never take skateboarding seriously. Like, I'd do it for fun, you know. It was something I did with my friends, and you go and you see these people, like, angry, like, their identity is, like, in their tricks, and so, like, something we'd do is, like, we'd just go to the skate park, and we'd skate, we'd have fun, we'd encourage each other, we'd celebrate, and we wouldn't compare, like, oh, man, like, they're better than me, like, i gotta, I got to one-up them. It's like, no, like, like praise him, like. And that, that simple act, like, that we can do, um, you know, in our communities and our workplaces and whatever, it's, like, huge. It's, like, having the joy of the Lord, like, that, that's what changes people. So we'd be, yeah, like, on, we'd be like, yo, that, that kickflip was sick, man. Like, what? Like, what? Like, this is weird, you know, and... And just from that simple act of, like, kindness, like, it opened up doors, you know. It opened up, like, conversations. It opened up, like, relationships, friendships. It was awesome. So, um, but even, like, amongst us skaters, like, because we were in San Francisco, um, it's a pretty diverse city, like, a lot of brokenness, like, um, just crazy ways of living. We get discouraged, too. So that was something, like, we also struggled with, too. It was like, man, we need joy, you know. Um, but, yeah, um, when, when other skaters would see us filled with the joy of the Lord, like, it stands out amongst the culture, and we're, we're trying to shape the culture of skateboarding globally, and that's, that's why we're in San Francisco. Um, so, yeah, that's where it all started. For me, I was with, like, 22 other skateboarders in San Francisco. Um, there were people from uh, the States, mostly the States, Canada, Sweden. There was one other Kiwi, so that was good, I, which I was surprised I didn't know him. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all um, going to be living together for the next six months, growing in God, being radically transformed, skating together, doing ministry, and building lifelong friendships. We're all from different walks of life. Some guys are Christians, some were atheists who's God, who, who God radically set free. During the, the first week, we were sharing testimonies, and there was this one guy, um, he got up and he was having like an anxiety attack. And um, it was, like, pretty scary for all of us. And he said, like, I'm not actually a Christian. I'm an atheist. And I came here, I, I hate God, and I came here to disprove him. And we're all sitting on the edge of our seats, like, what the heck? And he just, he just shares, you know, he just shares his life story. He says, this isn't my testimony. It's my story. And um, as he's sharing, he, he shares it all. And at the end, he's like, you know, he shares it. And we're all sitting on the edge of our seat, like, some of the most like, scary moment in our lives for some of us. And the school leader says, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, that's happened, but God has a plan and a purpose for you. Like, he loves you. And and one of the guys, one of the students stood up and gave him a hug. And they just, like, fell over in the power of God. And that moment, like, the whole school, like, the 22 of our students went and prayed for him. And, you know, like, he got set free, like, cast out the stuff that, like, had been, like, over his life. And, like, that was a radical transformation, like, for him. And now he's, like, on fire for God. And that's amazing to see, you know. Um, but, yeah, during the three months in, in San Francisco, we were, we were being discipled and being equipped to disciple others. 
um, through ministry as well as being equipped to pioneer and run a skate ministry. So that was the first year that they'd run the, the discipleship training school in San Francisco. So it started in LA, there's San Francisco. They're running one in Barcelona and Spain at the moment and Panama as well. So that's like, that's how they're achieving the, their vision. And we'd have classes from Monday to Friday um, with like the, the topics being like the nature and character of God, the Holy Spirit, evangelism, worldview, pioneering skate ministries, relationships, and spiritual warfare. And this was all to grow our relationship with God and train us in missionaries. Other aspects included like quiet time, like that's pretty. That's a pretty normal activity, and and like the life of a Christian is like getting in the Word, as you guys know, like getting in the Word daily, like seeking God daily through prayer, worship. But we, when you're all in an environment. We are after like the same heart, the same vision, all seeking God. You're you're all skateboarders. It's amazing like what God does to you. Like God spoke so many things through being in this environment to me, and it was like amazing to see the growth. We have worship, intercession, uh, Bible studies, and all this to as growth too, which God did amazing things through. In the afternoons, we'd spend skateboarding, uh, mostly in the streets and the skate parks of San Francisco, just building relationships with the skaters. On Fridays, we'd do, we'd do the barbecue thing, so we'd go down to the skate parks, and, and people were hyped, you know, we'd just grill hot dogs and hand them out, and people were like, man, that's sick, like, snapchatting and, and getting shots, and, and um, yeah, like, it was, like, building a relationship can be pretty slow for, so for some of us, like, with a vision, we're like, man, we want to go to the parks, and and see how they're saved, and then like the normal skate culture, it, it could get discouraging, but, you know, like God was with us through, through all that, and these things take time, like, this is a year for you guys, but like, keep going, like, it's going to expand to, to, you know, what the vision God has, it takes time, and yeah, um, but San Francisco is a large skateboarding city, so um, that's why we go there, because we go to a place of influence, you know, there's professional yeah. skateboarders, if we, like, become friends with them, like, there's this one guy, Jake Phelps, who'd see him at one of the skate parks that would barbecue, he's, um, he's, like, the editor of a big skateboarding magazine called Thrasher, and it was, yeah, Thrasher, you know, and, um, yeah, so we'd see him, and he talked to me once, but, like, most of the time we'd see him, he was just, he was at the skate park, he'd be high, or drunk, he'd be stumbling everywhere, and it's just so sad to see, like, you're the face of skateboarding, man, like, but then, like, that, like, fired me up, like, I was talking to my mates, like, man, imagine if we see him saved, and, like, as a result, like, you know, like, how would that make the culture of skateboarding look, and so that, like, that, like, encouraged us to keep going in that, and it's like, man, like, build that relationship with, with people like that, so that, that's why we're in that city. Um, we were, so, so there were other ministries that we were involved with, um, with being alongside YWAM, so in San Francisco, we were, we're in downtown San Francisco, and it's like, it's like the, there was like the homeless district, so, you know, like skating through the streets, you'd have to avoid like, you know, like, you know, human feces and that sort of stuff, you'd have to avoid like drug needles and stuff, but as a result of that, like, there was, there was a great chance to like, love on the community, um, like, you know, each morning we go out the door outside the YWAM base and there's people sitting outside. We build, like, great relationship with them. And Friday nights we'd do a ministry called Hot Chocolate. We'd, we'd, we'd just simply get hot chocolate and go around the community and just say, hey, would you like hot chocolate? And then you just open up a chance to, like, speak with people. 
to us, like, that seems so simple, but to them, it's like, oh, man, like, someone, someone's listening to me, someone cares, because these are, like, the people, you know, that, that, that Jesus would go after, you know, like, labeled as an outcast of society, but to be able to do that, like, that was the most, and one of the main impacting things for me, it wasn't even skateboarding, like, this one guy that we met, he, um, he'd just got out of jail, he'd been in jail for, like, 20 years or something, and he talked about how we met God in prison, and he was like, you guys, like, keep doing what you're doing, like, you know, the world needs God, the world needs good people, and we prayed for him, and he broke down, and it was just like, man, like, the, what, what are you doing, God, like, wow, and then we, so, you, the nature of, like, a, a DTS for YWAM, the discipleship training school, is you do the three months of training, and then you do a three months of outreach, and it came to picking our outreach locations, and typically, there's China and Chile, that they normally go to for the scanning, this year, they were pioneering it in Panama, and it's funny because two years ago, at the end of 2014, when I was interning with Ray and a few others at church, um, an opportunity came up to go run the ministry there, which is like an indoor skate park, and I was going to do that, but like the timing didn't work out, you know, like finances, I didn't know Spanish, I still don't really, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I wanted to do that in the 2014, and then that wasn't the timing, and then this came to be one of the options, and so I ended up writing that down because you pray about where you, you feel cool to go. And I wrote that down. And I was the only one in, out of my whole team of eight students and two staff that wrote down Panama. Everyone else just wrote, like, just send me wherever. Um, yeah, so um, ended up going to Panama. And, like, God's timing is perfect, you know. Like, there's, there's things, like, you guys are believing for. Like, keep praying, keep seeking it. Like, God's timing is perfect. Like, to, to see that happen, I was like, wow. And, uh... Yeah, so um, before like I talk a bit about outreach, I've got like a couple of photos that um, Jay's going to show on the screen here. So just like a couple of photos of outreach. So yeah, here they are. Um, am I in anyone's way? No. No, no sure not. <laughs> wow. Oh. oh. Whoa. Wait till later. <laughs> but yeah, these are um, these are a few photos from outreach. So just a couple here. Um, we went to Panama for one month in Colombia for another. So. This one here, when it comes up, this here, that's in Colombia, so we went there for a month, we ended up running the church we were with, ran an event called Jesus in the Streets, and this was our part of it too. At this park, they had, they had uh, graffiti, music, and they had the skate park, so we put on a skate contest for the locals, so this was just everyone hanging out. Um, yeah, just skating. There wasn't a whole lot happening there, so yeah, the next one there. Uh, this was, so this was, I took this at the top of the half pipe. This was, if you see sort of in the right there, you see a megaphone. That's Dave, who's the, the guy who runs the ministry in Panama, and then my friend Jeremiah. Um, this was the part where they all shared the gospel, they shared about Jesus. Um, and yeah, it was real cool. My friend Jeremiah shared his testimony about like, how God helped him and put him on the path from depression and it was really powerful to see the way that impacted the skaters there so yeah next one there uh oh it's a bit cut off but this guy was Henry um he was one of the guys that went to the church that we stayed at um him and his family were awesome he didn't speak like any English at all so um he but he spoke Spanish so we could vaguely communicate with him like oh uh, like that's about it really but like he was just such a servant, such a funny guy, filled with joy, like, all, like, 
the way it impacted us was crazy, like, you know, um, despite the language barrier. So, yeah, he was like an awesome guy. Uh, next one, man. And he, he cooked us lunch that day. <laughs> so it was his birthday and he cooked us lunch because he's a chef, so that's why he was here on. Uh, this is in Panama, it's the indoor skate park called Canal Skate, so they run, they run Bible studies there on Thursday nights and public skate sessions on Thursdays, Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so this is here, this was the Cornwall Skate Students and the Panama ministry called Cooks for Christ with the idea being like, we're just a bunch of kooks that like God uses us anyway to do great things. So that was us like all having a Bible study and yeah, just, just discipling, growing each other. Um, the first week we put on an event in the skate park, so we did like did up all the ramps. It was a Christmas event, so we put on like little relay races, um, and that was the week we spent just building all the ramps, doing the park up, and then like all the local skaters came. It was another chance to like hear about God. That's one of the boxes we're moving. This is me. Um, this is me. This is me in uh, Colombia. Uh, soccer dad. They get it. They dad's in clothes, so I, I go in for having that shirt. Um, the idea of outreach is like uh, no shave for three months. I ended up breaking it, but yeah, that's that was that. So that's kind of gross. So I'm sorry, but funny story. Uh, this was this is a wet day in Panama. Um, Panama's like Panama's like jungle country. This was the little the little area, uh, town, village, whatever that we lived in, it was called um, Paraiso, which is, translated to English, is called um, Paradise, and it really was, like, it was an amazing little town, so that's uh, taken up by the skate park. And then this is in Colombia, this was some of our team and some of the skaters we met, we'd go to this plaza in the city um, called Santander, which means, like, center. And um, these are just like the skaters in Canigua throughout the time. We'd go there, we'd all have games of skate, and then we'd just, they'd just follow us. They like, wouldn't even invite them, but we'd go out skating in the streets. And then we just had like this mob of skaters that would just come with us. So that was like the last day we took that photo. So, uh, that's from the missions base in Panama. Um, it was really nice. <laughs> it's like, man, we're suffering for God. <laughs> Uh, this was the first day we skated, one of our friends skating the streets, pretty crazy. We just jumped off there and into that little bank, so, yeah. Uh, this was worship one morning inside the missions base, so, like, as part of the, you know, as part of, we do, like, the worship and the Bible study, so that was our group. And then this was, this is probably, like, the highlight of my life right here, like, another example of, like, following and calling, how God uses us, um, we put on like a bench trip contest down the stairs and then they chose me to share sort of the gospel and my story after. And um, yeah, to be like in a foreign country, you know, sharing the gospel to a bunch of skateboarders, like that's something I wouldn't, you know, I don't even dreamed of like a few years ago, you know. Like, so that was like, yeah, awesome. Like all these guys surrounded you. So, uh, and that's it. Uh, we went to a rehab center one morning in Panama. Um, and this guy climbed up, you can't see it in the photo, but he climbed up that tree and grabbed coconuts for all of us, so everyone was like hyped, like surrounded, like, ah, chuck one here. So that's what that photo was. Uh, that's, we went to a place called Santa Catalina in Panama, it was a surf town, and because they're all surfers, like all, all the little kids here, they'd skate the ramp and they'd skate like surfers, but there was a little half pipe that um, just 
um, some kids' parents built. So we went there and hung out with these kids, and that kid was called Ethan. Uh, he was he was like five years old, and yeah, that's just hanging out with him, and it was a bit of fun. So um, yeah, and the gross blonde hair. <laughs> um, it's just everyone else, a couple of my mates, the students there, connecting with all the kids. It was like a pretty special time to look back on. I think that might be all the, yeah, that's all the photos, so, um, yeah, so I talk a bit about um, outreach, so, yeah, whilst in Panama, I finally got to meet Dave, who was the skateboarding missionary there, who I was going to meet in 2014, um, he runs an indoor skate park called Canal Skate, which is ran, which is right by the Panama Canal, um, the door's open to our, up to him, like, generously, so he gets, it's an old gymnasium, they don't have to pay a cent for it to use it. Um, which is like incredibly a God thing. Um, they, yeah, they had the public sessions a few times a week, Thursday and Friday. Um, yeah, and the first week we were there, as I said, we put on the, the Christmas event, um, and that was pretty amazing. Like, they all teamed up, sort of like the Dodger tournament, they teamed up, um, and then they did that, and then we got to share the gospel with them, so we did that. And then um, the weekend we went away, and we went to like a, it was just because it would be like a pretty hectic uh, first week. Um, I was like, that's outreach. Like, to me, I was like, you know, that's fun. Like, let's keep going. And everyone was like exhausted and want a break. So we went away to a hostel, which was like normally a pretty, pretty like party kind of atmosphere. But the guy that, um, the guy that owned it, we got to pray for him. And he talked about his vision of having more skaters in. So we got to do that. And that was pretty cool. And then another cool story from Panama was we went... We went on this completely secular um, radio station. It was a skateboarding radio station. And Dave told us that afternoon we were going to go on it. And we were like, oh, right. Like, everyone was pretty, like, scared. Like, I've never been on a radio before. And we thought, like, maybe one or two people um, might, might share. But we ended up all sharing. And like, a couple of my friends just straight, like, non-Christian radio. Like, you go on and it, it smells of, like, drugs and stuff. You know, the, the atmosphere. Um, went in and they just, like... On a Spanish radio station, it was like, man, I'm here in Panama, like, hang out with you guys because of Jesus. Like, he changed my life, and that's what we're doing. We're here to show you guys God and what life looks like him, and there's a freeing life. And, and by the time we left there, like, the atmosphere had completely changed, and it was just amazing. Like, so good. wow, yeah. Um, Christmas we spent um, just at that missions base um, with Dave's parents. Dave's parents the, they're over from the states, so they're looking at the, they're looking after the mission space. We spent it there, um, just talking about like what Christmas means to us, and because we're all from different countries, like what you do back home for Christmas. So shared like the culture of it, and that was like a really special time because you're away from family, and like family's important, and, and it's like that's your second family, you know. Um, but yeah, and then, and then and then we get to Colombia, and this was like completely different, like. The culture was, you know, the culture was amazing. Like, culture there is, like, Jesus culture. And that, I, that like, I don't know if it discouraged me, but I was like, man, like, what have I been doing? Like, it was a, it was a moment of challenge. Like, the Colombian culture, like, a guy, Henry, who served us, the church was all like that. Like, they'd put each other first. And sometimes, like, I don't feel like I always do that. A lot of us feel like we go, we go after ourselves. So, so that, that'd serve you. They'd put you first. Like, they put themselves at the bottom. If if you're, like, going out, you know, there was a moment of conflict where, um, like, we'd go get dinner and they'd, they'd be waiting for us and someone on their team wouldn't have enough. And 
And uh, so, like, they'd buy a drink, right? And for us, like, we just probably all go buy our own drink. They'd buy a drink and all get cups and all share, like, one drink because, like, I guess it's a poor country. And that, that's just a culture. And the thing about, like, being in Colombia is, like, whoa, these guys, like, these guys don't have much, but they, like, have it all because they, they, they apply scripture to their life, you know? They're obedient to God. And I was, like, it was so challenged by that. Um, but yeah, coming into Columbia, so we did like the sort of same thing. We stayed at church on the floor, so that was like, I was like, yeah, this is a little bit more like outreach. Like, um, had to share a bed with my friend for a month. There was like six of us in this little prayer office. Um, we all got kind of sick, like got viruses and stuff. So, like that was a little discouraging. There's a photo I posted uh, of me like holding my vomit, and everyone's like, "You're disgusting!" Like, I know I am, but butter chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a moment of victory. I felt so good after, but. I was like pretty sick, pretty sick for a week. Like in in the doctors, I had like an intestine infection, oh, wow. so it was like pretty horrible. But um, yeah, we so we do um, we do the 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 demos at the at this big plaza where we go and connect with the kids, and we put on like the best trick contest, and then um, from there, like because of their culture, and they were just so much more welcoming than like American culture. Like you know, it's like a little bit awkward to go there and. All these little kids are like rock, paper, scissors, which means they want to play skate. And that shit, that atmosphere was just amazing. Like, we were in there, what, for like four weeks? But, and by the end, as you see in that photo, like, we've got all these kids just following us around, like, at the skate park and um, along the streets and chances to pray for them. And, um, yeah, so we do that. Um, the church put an event, the event that I, that you guys seen in the photo called Jesus in the Streets. Um, and this church is just hugely active on evangelism, like really, really getting out there and seeing like God in the community. So from that event, we painted up the whole skate park on the Friday night when everyone was setting up and we we're at the skate park and we had to like pretty much like move all the skaters in the skate park, um, say like, because we were doing it up. And there were a few skaters hanging around and we were all just hanging out there because there weren't too many paintbrushes. It was like nine o'clock later on. And when my friend has a his guitar, and he just we all start worshiping like on the top of the quarter part, and like all all these people from the church worshiping, and there were kids there that, um, as a result, like they got to experience the presence of God in a secular place, and that was like another amazing thing too. Um, so the next day we put on that contest with the kids, um, all pretty well done. And then my friend Jeremiah shared shared his testimony with this guy Aaron, who's like he was a Canadian guy, one of the students. He He's quite into like his rapping, so he got to do like a rap demonstration over with the music tent, and then they were all doing graffiti because graffiti is quite huge. They did like a graffiti demonstration, and then in all the areas they got to share Jesus through that. And yeah, their vision is just like take God out into the streets beyond like the four walls, um, which is like what we're called to do and what we do as a church. And to see like the way they were doing that in different countries and different contexts. Um, yeah, it's it's cool to see how they do it, and it looks so different amongst different countries, and yeah. So, and then there was this one guy, Kevin, um, who I met at the skate park. And I said, "Oh, you guys should come along um, on Saturday. We'll do this best trick contest." And uh, I didn't know he was Christian. Like, I, you know, you're building relationships. You don't really like. We weren't like really preaching at people. We were just like loving them. And he comes along and he brings his friends, and I'm talking to them, and they're like. Oh, we'll probably we're gonna leave soon. And I was like, No, you guys should stay, like we we're gonna share a talk and that was the day I got to speak. 
And then he goes home and he messages me like, oh, I didn't know you believed in God. Like, I've been going to church for four years. I play guitar in the worship team. Like, and it brought so much joy and happiness to me that you believe in God. And from that, like, I got to, I got to call him the other day, like, Skype him and stuff. And he's just like, man, I want to join calling more skaters. Like, I want to do that after university. And, like, I, I want to skate for God and stuff. And I was like, man, like, wow, you know? Um, but, yeah, the, um, this was like an amazing experience which came as a result of being obedient to God and, and it's something that really encouraged and challenged me and got me stoked was the culture. It, it was a poor country, the culture is different, but it, they rely on people and really apply, like as I was saying, they really apply scripture to their lives, which for me, like I used to get like really discouraged, like man, how do we do this? Like how do we, how do we get in the word and actually apply this? Like this Christian stuff's crazy, but... Like, we've actually, you know, we do that in our day-to-day lives without realizing it. It's like, it's the small things. And yeah, like, as I want to talk more about, like, following your calling, like, to see you guys, like, really living out your calling, like, Ray and Shannon, like, they moved here from Invercargill to plant a church, and, and, like, all you guys, like, Jay here from Dunedin, and, um, yeah, it's, it challenges me, like, are we constantly living in the culture of Jesus? And, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I want to partner with you guys in, like, the struggle that following your calling can be. Like, you know, for me, like, it's, it's pretty hard. Like, you've got kids, like, taking your, taking your lives. Like, you know, we're cool to that. And so sometimes there's things that get in the way where it's, like, the desires of our flesh. Like, oh, we, we want comfort. Like, quite often that's away from, you know, it's, it's like, that's away from, like, Christianity, you know? But, I, yeah, I want to partner with you guys in the struggle that following your calling can be with it. It's, like... Finances, time, fear, confusion, or discouragement, like we all get that, um, or a lack of favor. But today, like, I want to stand in unity with you guys. Like, we live on, like, we live in community. We put on the armor of God and, and submit to Him daily through prayer, worship, and community. Um, yeah, like, He empowers us. He's the one who plans our, li- our life. Like, look at what He's done so far. Like, you guys are, like, here right now. Like, that, that's part of, like, an amazing blessing. And in Romans 8, 8, 8, 18, it says, I consider the present sufferings that are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. Like, we may suffer for a little here for the glory of God, but, like, look at, like, eternity, you know? Like, that's the glory we get. And you look at Paul's life and how, like, God worked out his glory in him. Like, you know, he, he was, he'd persecute Christians, but, like, look how God moved to them. Like, he wrote most of the New Testament from, like, his walk with God. And we're all called to live in relationship with God. We, we're all called to salvation. Sometimes after that, we're like, God, what next? And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to have vision and, and walk with Him. So as we seek God daily and we live in obedience to Him, we give Him our time, our resources, our talents, as we do, like, keep, keep submitting that to Him. And then there's like Philippians 3.14, I press on towards the goal to win the prize of being called to heaven. You know, like... While I was away, like, I, I become quite discouraged. I was like, you know, you, just getting discouraged, the enemy tries to attack us. And I thought maybe, like, maybe God's done with this skateboarding um, ministry. Maybe this is, like, a new season in my life. Like, maybe that's why I'm discouraged. But then, like, Levi would share with me about what he's been doing and all these suicides. And I was like, you know, like, so, so hard. Like, it's so sad to hear that. And I was getting really discouraged and... Like, it was really hard to be present and, like, need a lot of support from my friends. Like, man, and then, 
now, like, as I, you know, as I was figuring out this year, like, do I go study? Like, do I still do skate ministry? Like, you know, there's people taking their lives. Like, Levi was sharing what he's doing. It's like, gave me, like, a new passion for skating as well. But, like, we, like, I was like, man, like, we can't stop this. Like, that's instantly, like, man, we need to continue it. So that's what me and Levi are doing this year. And, like, I want to thank you guys for, like, partnering with us. Like, People can't, like, we can't afford to see this, man. Like, people need Jesus. That's yeah, right. That's right. Like, we need, we need to continue to rise up, and that's what we've been doing. And to see, like, people turned away from us, like, that's why we follow God, you know. That's, that's one of the things that we want to do. So, yeah, like, Cromwell needs Jesus. Like, New Zealand, Central Otago, like, the world needs God. And, uh, yeah, like... I want to encourage you guys in your calling. Like, I don't know where you guys are at, like, whether you're, like, on point with your calling or whether you don't know, like, what you're called to or whether you're struggling. Like, um, yeah, I, I want to encourage you guys. Like, we're all here to pray for you guys, and, and I'd love to pray for you guys. But, yeah, like, I, I just want to take, like, this this next time of the hand back to Ray. Is like, this is, like, this is a moment. Like, where are you at with your calling? Like, where, where are you at following God? Or, are, we, are we comfortable are we comfortable with, you know, like, the 9 to 5? Are we comfortable with it we're at? Are we wanting more of God? Are we wanting to know His plan and His purpose? Are we wanting to see, like, God, are we wanting to see God move greater in our lives? Like, to see the full potential of everything He has. So, um, that's, like, a little bit of my journey. And, yeah, just um, enjoy this time of um, going deeper with God. And, yeah, so, like, thank you so much for having me, um, guys. And I look forward to, like, just seeing where God takes your life, so. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Hey, we're going um, to like, uh, open up the altar on that. We're just going to um, we're just going to pray. But if you if you need prayer today, if you want Bev to pray for you, one of the other uh, other team, um, we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to partner with you. Yeah. I mean, I hope you hear the challenge in what Bevan shared today. Uh, there is a challenge. It's challenging to hear. We do, we can't do nothing. As Christians, we can't do nothing. And it's better to do something and get it wrong than it is to do nothing because God can move someone that's moving. It's easier to move someone that's moving. So if you're sitting there and you're not sure what the call of God is on your life at the moment, or maybe you've put that call down, you've just got to remember that God will move you in that direction. And in the meantime, do something. Follow someone else's vision. Follow someone else's call. Help them to achieve their goal. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to partner with you. Yeah. We'd love to um, just encourage you if you feel discouraged. We'd love to help you pick up that, those dreams and those, um, those, those prophecies and those words that have been spoken over your life that you might have put down. Um, if you're a young person here today, we're not going to despise you because of your youth. You too can have vision. You That's too right. can have purpose. God has a call on your life as well. And it's not for the when you're 30 or when you're 40 or when you're 60. God has a call for your life right now. You can start impacting your life, right, uh, those around you, those in your world right now. You can start impacting your school, your sports team, whatever that space is for you where you have influence or you, you don't think you have influence but you're a part of. God wants to use, it wants to use you for awesome things.